Hey everyone, welcome to the Fitlistic Wellness Podcast where we talk about everything holistic health and wellness related. Now today we have an extremely special guest. I know I say, normally say very special guest, but this is extremely special guest all the way from, am I allowed to say, Barry, uh, the Boyle Queen. I can't say her real name because she's, uh, you know, um, kind of... What's the word I should use? Anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah. But she's going to tell us a little bit about her wellness journey, and then we'll get right into it. So, welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for, you know, having me on here. This is exciting. Are you excited? Are I you am. Nervous? I'm nervous, but excited. It's, it's, um, it's nice to share my journey, because it's time. Yeah. I appreciate right. it. Now, yeah, let's, let's get into it. Okay. What do you want to know? Everything. Just tell me everything. We want to know all about you. Okay, so <laughs> I'm 29, and um, I have a disease, an autoimmune disease, we'll start off there, called um, hydrogenitis suprativia, or you could say hydrogenitis suppurativia. Some people say it different. It's a tongue twister, so HS for short. Um, it affects my hair follicles, so the autoimmune um, autoimmune disease in general affects the body, right? Mm. It attacks the body. Mm-hmm. So s- with MS, it attacks the neurological system. You know, with your liver, it attacks your, sorry, mm-hmm. with your disease, it attacks your liver. Mm-hmm. With my disease, it attacks my hair follicles, right? I've got lots of those. Yeah. So um, it usually happens in your lymph node area. Mm-hmm. So underneath the breasts, under the armpit, in your groin, especially mm-hmm. when there's skin to skin contact, mm-hmm. it happens. It's actually the third most debilitating disease like painful disease next to kidney stones and shingles really it is I didn't actually know that yes so if you google um HS um just be prepared because it is pretty gruesome there's different stages that you go through there is Hurley stage one Hurley stage two and Hurley stage three so I got diagnosed last uh, January 2018 mm-hmm. with Hurley stage uh two mm-hmm. uh, closer to the three um Long story short, I went to go and see a doctor. Um, It's a really fascinating story. I first got diagnosed with HS actually from a walk-in clinic doctor. I took my son, who was sick and had a bug bite on his leg, and I had a lot of cystic acne on my face. Mm -hmm. And uh, the doctor was like, what's going on with you? Like, never mind about your son. He's fine, but what's going on with your face? This is all hormonal. Do you suffer from hormone issues after your son? I said, I actually don't know, but I get a lot of this on my groin area specifically. So my HS actually is more located in my groin on my right side, Mm -hmm. but it is on the left and the right. So she quickly wrote down the name and I went home and I looked it up and I just knew I had this disease. Like Mm -hmm. I've been suffering from it from since I was 19. I was like, what, 28 at the time or something. Mm -hmm. And I just got a name put to it. Right. But I didn't, it wasn't confirmed. So then I had to go to my walk-in clinic, sorry, from the walk-in clinic to the family doctor who then got me a referral to a dermatologist, waited to see a dermatologist for six months, finally got Mm -hmm. in to see her. She tells me I have HS, gives me an 11 page pamphlet and sends me on my way and pretty much gives me antibiotics, tells me I'm gonna have to go on this drug called Humira. Um, Very little information, you know, Mm -hmm. almost like you feel helpless. Mm -hmm. And I just knew, I said, I was crying to her in the doctor's office. I was like, this is it? Like, this is all the information that you're gonna give to me? Like, you're kidding me. Mm -hmm. 
and she said, um, go home, lose weight, because I was overweight at the time after my son, mm-hmm. and um, quit smoking, do all of this stuff, you know, um, and maybe it will go away, but prepare yourself for the worst, because it usually doesn't. It usually gets worse, and you'll probably have to get skin grafts on your groin eventually. That's what she told oh me. God. And as, like... A young girl, you don't want that. Like mm. you're, I've already am struggling at this time from blowing up after my son. Mm. You know, it all got worse after I had my C-section from my son. Mm. Um, so my story's still going to be written in detail. Um, but from that point on, all the stress and everything just really after my son made me blow up. And I just said to her, okay you know what, you're not going to give me this information. I'm going to go home and lose the weight that I'm already trying to lose, the weight that I've Mm -hmm. lost, tried been losing for three years. Mm -hmm. And um, anyways, I went home, looked up all of the information she gave me, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was scared. Mm -hmm. It scared me. Well, because they have to actually just tell you the, the worst of it. Yeah. Just in case it gets, because it's just basically to cover their butts. She prepared me for the worst Mm -hmm. yeah and then I went home and was scared like shitless almost like um anyways I immediately just deleted all of those apps that I had from the western medicine that I was reading and Mm -hmm. I immediately googled how to cure my HS holistically and then I came across this book it's called um it's written by Tara Grant it's called The Hidden Plague um we'll give her a shout out because if it wasn't for this book I would have never found this journey. I would have been on the Western road to recovery instead of the holistic road to recovery. Mm. So I immediately Googled holistic ways to cure HS. Mm -hmm. And I came across this book and I ordered it off of Amazon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a week later in the mail, it came in and I started reading it. And my journey has brought me here. I completely removed, I first started what's called the AIP, Uh, autoimmune protocol remove like nightshades so tomatoes white potatoes eggplant peppers everything right i removed all of that gluten corn soy anything that's inflammatory to Mm -hmm. your gut i removed completely yeah um and then after that i just kept on one thing led to another like you know when you start reading a book and then it leads you to the next chapter and the next chapter. Mm. That's where mine started. So I decided after opening up her book, I need to connect with the HS community. Um, My disease was very unheard of. Doctors, it was diagnosed, first of all, in 1870. 1870. That was like... 150 years ago. That was as long as it's sold in Canada. Yeah, so... um, Yeah, not a damn thing since. Like, doctors really know very little to it. They pop mm-hmm. our cysts, they pop our boils, they sew them up, they inject us with steroids, they make us sicker, and we're told to live like that. Mm-hmm. And only HS sufferers will understand the pain that you go through. And it, w- it sometimes when you hit, like, rock bottom, like, I just wasn't taking no for an answer. I was told since I was 19, oh, you have sebaceous cysts, mm-hmm. and you have this, and you have that but never HS. And when you get a name to your disease, like you don't just walk away being like, well, I got what I got. (laughs) Let's live with it. I feel like there's a lot of people or just in general, like doctors will say, oh, you have this disease and that's your label. Yeah. And I, and I hate that. That's why I don't like tell 
Like, I don't really tell people about mine unless they ask. I don't either. Mm. I actually feel like my disease actually feeds off of energy mm-hmm. when it comes down to um, talking about HS. Like, I actually, I'm almost in remission. It'll be a year. But unfortunately, last night I broke out with a boil. Um in a private area obviously but it's the tiniest little thing it's just like I knew just from the pinch of pain that it was there Mm -hmm. and I had to really dig back and I just went to the dentist and I had a lot of chemicals that were put back into my body that I have removed from me for a year so it could be toxicity Mm -hmm. overload it could be a whole bunch of things but again like this journey brings you to so many things like I'm so scared of the western medicine not like you should be but Mm -hmm. just because they failed me so many times with this specific Mm -hmm disease that I don't trust their opinion when it comes to to it right Mm -hmm. and honestly I know more than doctors do know about this disease I've been in contact with doctors since I started my account and I've had numerous doctors reach out to me and ask me specific questions about the disease because it is so unknown and they just are constantly picking my brain like one thing that we know for sure is that you just wrote a blog on zinc right Mm -hmm. so skin yeah let's let's throw that in there go check it out go check that out because (laughs) honestly your your um blog actually hit a lot of key points for autoimmune sufferers that suffer from skin issues Mm -hmm. so if you are suffering from any skin issue whether it's psoriasis eczema rosacea cystic acne zinc is something that you should look into um, in your levels because that's one thing that this book actually taught me was not to go overboard on supplements Mm -hmm. but more so like the right what your body is crying out for right Mm -hmm. like every disease has something different right so Mm -hmm. you need maybe vitamin k and certain things for the liver right yeah i need a ton of silica and vitamins and um and uh, zinc Mm -hmm. i I just yeah it's because I, I've learned I've learned over like for my my autoimmune issues is that pretty much every illness or uh, autoimmune issue at least has to do with a mineral or a vitamin deficiency like mm-hmm. that's the root that's normally the root of it so it's really important that for example your body craves certain foods just like um, I mentioned it on another podcast too actually like your body will crave what it needs yeah. so like animals even it's our animal instinct so animals they'll eat certain foods in the field or like wherever they are like if they're in the jungle they'll eat certain things that has the nutrients that their bodies need 100 percent. when you that this it's ancestral right mm-hmm. so our bodies like here in canada i try to eat seasonal right mm-hmm. so i try not to eat things that are constantly exported from other places it's expensive to eat organic all mm-hmm. organic especially this time of year i always try to support local mm-hmm. so oh, i eat a lot of squashes this time of year and root veggies because that's mm-hmm. where our canadian like we hibernate we get a little extra fluff on us that's okay nothing to <laughs> kick ourselves for yeah but you have we to listen that. to our bodies just like the animals are out there they hunt they gather they eat when they need mm-hmm. i do a lot of intermittent fasting because yes. that happened like that's the way that our bodies are designed right we, just we talked didn't about that on my last podcast yes i know cool. i it is <laughs> intermittent fasting changed my life and it changed my whole view on food too mm-hmm. because i used to like 
well, before I had my son, I was about 135 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then I had my son, I was all, I think I was 192 when I gave birth to him. Mm-hmm. And then I blew up to like 220. Mm-hmm. And then when I started this journey, after they told me to lose the weight, I lost all the weight and I'm back down to like 135, 140. I fluctuate between there now. Mm-hmm. And that's all with food. Yeah. And that mostly was intermittent fasting. I had to get myself out of a depression when I was sick and I was in a lot of pain from my boils that I hibernated almost mm-hmm. and just ate my emotions away. So intermittent fasting actually taught me to remove those emotions, like how to remove those emotions and not look at food as therapy, but mm-hmm. as food as fuel and yes. as medicine, yes. right? So that's what um, I love about this journey is that it has just, in the healthy aspect, my body has changed dramatically, mm-hmm. right? But my mind, knowing, like I, it didn't, first it was like, okay, let's start eating like organic, but then you ask yourself why, mm-hmm. you know, and what's the difference between organic and all natural, right? Yeah. So I don't eat everything all organic, Organic. I eat a lot more natural than organic. It depends on where I buy it from and where I'm supporting from. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it comes down to what's in your area, where you buy it from, you know, what your body is craving. So in the wintertime, we crave squash. In the summertime, yeah. we crave like, you know, more hydrating fruits, fruits and yeah. stuff, right? So just listening, it's awesome. What do you, what do you, um, what did your body tell you that you needed for, with your autoimmune disease? Because my body told me a bunch of things. It'd just be interesting to know on I the mean, food. I feel like I ate a lot of, well, not so, not, not so much of like what my body told me. It was what like, I was, I was kind of in the same position as you. I was scared into taking medications. Like, they literally told me, if you don't take these medications in six months, you're dead. So, like, I took the medication, but I was like, okay, medication's going through my liver, which is yeah. the thing that's already sick. So, I basically cut everything cold turkey like it was day and night. So, there was one day I just, like, went completely vegan because we didn't know anything. So, like... And you know, people like there's mixed, uh, there's mixed things out there about the meat industry. But I feel like a lot of this now I know a lot of the studies are from like packaged meats, so like hot dogs and like yeah. salami things. And of course, they're, they're going to be carcinogenic yeah. because they're highly processed. Um, but like I, I cut cold turkey, like everything. So I was like just plant. I was eating plants, nuts. I think I was eating. Uh, the only thing, the only meat product I was eating was eggs. Okay. But I bought them, like, completely organic. Like, I was still young. I was still living at home. So, like, my mom was as into this as I was. So, like, we would go on grocery trips together. So she would go to the store and specifically buy organic everything. Like, that was, like, we couldn't put anything bad in Jenna's body because it's it's going to wreck everything else because it's liver. Your Thank liver God you had filters a mom for everything. That, yeah, my mom was, like, I have so much, like, appreciation and respect for what she did for me it was like amazing um but yeah so I mean I was just doing things that I learned because I was taking I was going to a natural doctor I was seeing a nutritionist I was going to a Chinese medicine doctor like I I literally saw every holistic practitioner you could think of except I never got acupuncture that's one thing I didn't do but yeah I mean it wasn't more so what I was craving because at the time I was just like, oh, I'm eating rabbit food. I hated my life. I was still in high school. Like, I like I hated it. Everyone was like, what the fuck is she eating? <laughs> yeah. But, like, 
I, I just ate what I was told to eat. It wasn't more so what I was craving. But now that I know and now that I've been, like, through all of it and, like, gone through the education, I'm like, I give my body what it craves. Because yeah. now I know what we crave is what we need. Like, you know how they say some pregnant women sometimes crave chalk? Because yeah. they need calcium. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So they have to eat high-calcium foods, but that's why they crave chalk. Um, but, like, things like that. So, I mean, like, our bodies know what it needs. And, like, at this point now, you were kind of talking about, like, your flair. But you said, I know it was probably because of the dentist. Because the thing that I think is really is really cool about going through all of this, and I'm, I'm sure you could probably relate to it, is that now we're more self-aware of our bodies. Yep, 100%. Like, if you get a boil, you probably know exactly where it comes from. Mm-hmm. For me, if I don't feel good, I'm like, yeah, I ate pizza last night. Right. That's probably it. The dairy the gluten like in high amounts that I wouldn't normally eat so it's like speaking of gluten so that's a big yeah because I'm rubbing my (laughs) hand so gluten is a big that was my number one trigger like I actually I've never been diagnosed with celiac Mm -hmm. but we all know when it comes down to autoimmune disease leaky gut right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure so um gluten was a huge thing for me that I was just stuffing my face when I was depressed with this disease it was like I was using food to Mm -hmm. cope with and gluten was in it's in everything it is and that's something I cut out too everything yeah Yeah, why the f is it in sauces (laughs) it's in everything ice cream sauces uh, you name it because dextrose is there's so many different conversions of them too so you have to like you have i just completely removed anything that had to do with that but when it comes down to gluten um now that i when i was really strict in the beginning of my journey Mm -hmm. i was cutting back all gluten and then i've now recently allowed myself little bits of gluten for example sourdough bread i have no reaction to sourdough bread because it's fermented so our Mm -hmm. gluten they actually say that the reason why gluten affects us is because they've sped up our process in making Mm -hmm. it right so back then it used to be water flour salt and then you would let it naturally get the yeast right Mm -hmm. and it would rise and then it would get fermented Mm -hmm. almost and then uh not almost it would get fermented the glucose gets actually the gluten gets broken down and there's Mm -hmm. very little gluten to it but we've in a society we've rushed we're always rushed we're wake up go 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 and it's a mass industry now so they have to mass produce it. yeah it's a mass industry they have to mass produce it and that actually is why more studies are kind of saying that it's not the gluten itself now it's the the chemicals and the chemicals that they spray on it like well none of these diseases existed way back in the day when people were making their own food hunting their own food we didn't hear about any sort of autoimmune conditions cancers no whatever you don't even Nothing. hear about this in like you go to like some even third world countries they don't have autoimmune diseases there mm-hmm. they just don't like w- here in north america it's 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 a larger industry um than cancer like it's a billion dollars more or something like that than cancer and health canada actually just came out with a study about um going back to um wheat mm-hmm. that there's a chemical that we all know as roundup right but yeah oh. the glycophate oh you you, you um, open this can of worms oh. i'm ready for it I'm ready yeah for so it. on january 11th um they just actually health canada just came out saying that canada is now going to continue spraying um our crops with this 
herbicide. And it has, for there was a uh, Dwayne Johnson case. He was the groundskeeper for Monsanto. <gasps> and he got the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I've watched a video on that. And I yeah. was like, duh. So he's fuck? terminal. Yeah. All because he used this Roundup. And I kid you not, my dad has, so when I got pregnant with my son, um, when I sorry, when I was giving birth to my son, that's where all my HS really started happening. Sorry to jump back and forth, but my dad at the same time, like two days, pr- a month prior, my dad got diagnosed with terminal cancer with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, the same cancer as Dwayne Johnson. Um, and I'm an only child, so I thought like they told my like told me like to prepare for the worst. He like he's gonna die. Um, mm from cancer and then I had my son and everything and I totally just like anyways I didn't think of anything until now but now the, the dots connect but if I remember correctly my dad was always spraying around up around our property like most parent m- most families were when they were looking after their property that roundup you could buy at Canadian Tire you could buy at Home Depot like any home store like that you could buy it and it was roundup they don't sell that anymore. I think maybe in the States they do, but now mm. it's more of like a commercial product where only like uh, farm, like, you know, uh, conventional farms can use it. And the, the reason why people use Roundup is actually to spray it on the crop so it dries the crop out. Two days prior to harvest, they spray this uh, herbicide, kill the crop to dry it because you need to dry the wheat or the corn or the soybean right, or whatever you're spraying it on, it kills the crop so you can harvest it and pick it two days prior to harvest, and then it's sifted down, and then you make your bread and your wheat and your this and your that. So two days prior to harvest, they've sprayed it with all this fucking shit of herbicides, and then that's what we're eating. So people, so actually, like a lot of European countries, this is why I'm very disappointed in Canada because going back to their study, they have actually boycotted the study in so many false ways. They have used their own scientists to make these claims, to do the research, and then falsify it instead of doing like more of like a public, like, um, what's it called? Like, experiment, like. You know what I'm trying to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I know um, what you mean. Where they're... Like third-party testing that's yeah, like like open testing. to the public, but, but they've this hidden was, it. They've hidden it, and oh. they've just used their scientists specifically to come up with like, the reports, right? And that's wrong. That's wrong. Because it was just like the vaccinations and everything, where the vaccinations, they were only getting their scientists to say, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Well, yeah, cover, because if you're going to make a, If you're going to make a million dollars from, like, saying one thing, of course anyone's going to say yeah. it. Oh, my God, I'm so annoyed. So if you can, if anyone's listening out there, whether you believe in all organic or some organic or non-organic, if I could change one thing, if people could do it, is just to avoid anything that has that herbicide on it, the Roundup, the glycopene, or glycophate, I think it's called. Glyphosate. Glyphosate, thank you. Just remove that. Like, go. It'll make a huge difference. Pay the extra one to two, three dollars, or whatever, for for organic bread. Yeah. Just do it. Because you will, if not, you're pretty much spending money to eat chemicals, if you want to just put it that way. Yeah. So you can just down a bottle of Roundup, or mm, you don't can... Don't do that, please. Yeah, don't. I'm just saying, but that... It, yeah, We're not don't, telling you to actually to, do that. Well, you can't get it here anyways, unless... <laughs> but still, don't, like, oh you know, God. don't take the short way, because I love the saying, 
Um, my dad used to say to me when I was young, only a rich man can afford to be cheap. Mm, you know, do you get it? Yeah. Because a rich person can afford to constantly buy and redo things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But when, like, when a poor person or a mediocre person just, you can't. It's like mm-hmm. you, you, you got to spend everything that you can, do it the right for the right the first time yeah because you can't afford you to can't afford to yeah. do it again it's true wow right? wow you can't afford, only a rich man can afford to be cheap that's a good so one. some people are like i can't afford this lifestyle of eating organic but you know what i eat a lot of ground beef because mm-hmm. how many things can you make out of ground beef meatballs meatloaf burgers there's three things right there everything tacos like oh, yes. four things right sloppy there joe's. sloppy yeah. joe's oh, like i haven't had one of those in a minute yeah but grass-fed ground beef like <laughs> grass-fed let's do that yeah and um, that's another thing so you are what you eat right so Mm -hmm. not only are we consuming this but they're spraying these crops and these animals are consuming it too so when you go to this grocery store and you're getting ground beef Mm -hmm. it's corn fed Mm -hmm. that corn is full of that chemical Mm -hmm. right those those cows are not free range Mm -hmm. they're not roaming they're standing in a pen eating slop and full of stuff that's making them sick and die within 60 days they always shoot them up with hormones too they shoot them up with hormones they're full of like you know, there was the big mad cow disease and the e. coli because they stand in like ankles worth of manure yeah. and then when one cow is sick it spreads to the next all the bacteria in there mm-hmm. it's disgusting support your local farmers ask your questions if you can see the animals you know, I always now go through, I eat actually mostly vegan, but mm. I have my meat only if it's ethically raised. Mm. So I actually go for a, a one bad day type rule. So mm. that animal has only had one bad day. It was nicely roaming, eating, grazing, free range. I have to also ask like how they're finished, right? Some farmers will say that the grass fed corn finished but I don't want that corn or barley finished or oat finished or wheat finished because that's what puts the fat onto the cow Mm -hmm. itself Um, but if you just had like a pure grass-fed cow then it would be like almost like eating bison very lean Mm -hmm. but I like that because I have high fat anyways and I use all my we'll have to do another podcast for when it comes down to eating but (laughs) because I that's where my journey really took me was again was from this disease I went to strictly eating and if you look at my blog everything that I eat is from farm to table because I know exactly what where it's coming from right I can make contact with that farmer I can ask him that question I've been kicked off so many farms too because they don't want to ask those questions so I won't support those farmers right wow this girl's been kicked out of farms I respect that yeah, because they don't like they you asking asking too much stuff. And well, if, they, if they don't like to answer the questions, then they're right. hiding something. What do you have to hide? But that's I don't the, get it. That's the Ugh. thing is that a lot of people don't ask questions, and that's why mm-hmm. a lot of people are sick, yeah. right? It's because we're not – you are what you eat. So if that cow is eating corn and I can't have corn and I'm eating a cow-fed corn – like a corn-fed cow, mm-hmm. then I can't have that. That's yeah. going to make me sick. There's lots of people that want to support local farmers, but they can only find that one farmer that they mm-hmm. can support, right? Because everyone treats it a little bit different differently. Just because it says free range doesn't mean it was free range in the pasture. It needs to mm-hmm. say pasture raised, free range, mm-hmm. chicken, pork, whatever, right? Because free range could be like, oh, they had the whole free range roam of the barn yeah. inside and closed. That doesn't yeah. mean anything. 
that's yeah it's it's messed up a little bit how how like the the conventional like food industry has just blown up just for like money yeah but food I won't like I haven't worked out and food is my passion like Mm. I I only talk about food because that's only how I've healed myself. I mm-hmm. completely went off. Like, I didn't even fill those prescriptions out that I talked about at the beginning. Right? You didn't do any of them? No. You didn't do any of them? No, I just went wow. home and sat on my uh, sat on my computer, researched those drugs that she said I was going to go on. Humira scared the shit out of me. And I was like, oh, no. First of all, I can't afford half these drugs. So mm. how, how is that even possible? Even mm. though, like, most of them are not even covered under OHIP. So I can't do that. So I was like, I'm not giving my money to the pharmaceutical industry, to the mm. pharmacy. I'm going to give it to the farm. F-A-R-M-C. <laughs> <laughs> pharmacy. <laughs> like, that's the pharmacy that I now support. I do not support the Western pharmacy. Because, yeah. no. And... Uh, Food was everything. Honestly, that that first week that I removed all toxic, like Splenda, and um, I didn't even go all organic, just the Splenda itself, I lost seven pounds. The next day, I started eating a little bit organic, and I followed the Dirty 30. Mm-hmm. What's that called, Jenna? The 30, 15, clean. Oh, fif- Dirty Dozen and Clean 15. That's right. I oh follow that one. Okay. <laughs> the Dirty Dozen and Clean 15, mm-hmm. that's what I follow. Mm-hmm. So... It's better that way, and it's more affordable. Like, mm -hmm. there's certain things that are heavily sprayed, and if I buy it, I I don't really want to get it if it's on the dirty dozen. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's more, I'd rather just, like, even if I have to get it frozen for it to be cheaper in the organic. Exactly. We good. And it's how you two, you can plan it. So strawberries, we all know that in Canada here, we have a certain amount of berry picking season, right? Mm -hmm. So I pick the whole friggin' field and freeze it <laughs> so I don't have to buy uh, and I don't smart. have to outsource in the winter time. So mm-hmm. all my smoothies that I make right now are all, all frozen wild blueberries, raspberries, strawberries from the field, from the farm. Mm-hmm. So you just have to prepare, right? And and I find sometimes if you go into the grocery store, wow, we're really on a tangent about food, but I'm, I'm loving it. Um, That's where my journey went. <laughs> it was only food. I love it. Um, so... What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, man. You were saying about food and the berries. Oh, yeah. The I wish I could, like, fit that many berries in my fridge, but it's, like, small. I mean, my freezer, but it's, like, so small. But, like, the other thing is, like, um, when, you're, when you're shopping for, like, healthier options, it's always, like, good to see where, where it's from. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'll go to, like, I'll buy olive oil, for example. And if it says it was uh, made in Europe or pressed in Europe, I will buy it and it doesn't have to be organic just because of how their farming farming practices are way higher than ours. Again, it's not perfect, but it's way better than ours. And another thing that I I probably should mention, which is kind of cool, when I was in school, one of my my teachers, they said that they had a client that uh, couldn't, like was celiac completely celiac couldn't have any sort of gluten wheat products nothing or like it was like I can't remember if it was life or death or if they were just very very sick but they went to like this Italian restaurant in Toronto on Young Street I have no idea where I feel like he said it was near Young and Eglinton but anyways there's like an Italian restaurant and they get they outsource all of their uh stuff from Italy except like 
meat and stuff because you ca- you can't do that. You can't get meat from another country. Um, but yeah, so he went to this restaurant, had pizza, and had zero reaction from Italy. You want to yeah. know why that is? Is because they have all the ancient grains there, mm-hmm. so they have not actually stripped sped up anything they haven't changed they the never, soil they never nothing. had to like when you have to fortify something yep that's right because you've just de- completely depleted the nutritional value in it there's a serious issue like this milk is fortified with vitamin d and c i'm like d and c what am i talking about d and something else yeah, i can't it was remember D&C. is it c yep. they throw in there too like it should already have vitamin d in it why 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 do you have to fortify it because, yeah. like, when milk comes out of the cow... See, the thing is, with nature, the whole foods have every sort of thing they need to work synergistically in the body. Mm-hmm. For example, and I've talked about this on another podcast, I'm pretty sure, egg whites. There's a lot of there's a lot of bodybuilders and stuff like that who will just eat egg whites because right. they're high-protein content. You know how much of that protein you absorb? No. When it's just the white? You absorb like 5% of it. Right. That's why they have like tons of egg whites every day. But if you have the yolk in it with all the cofactors, the vitamins that help with the absorption, you're going to absorb pretty much all of that protein, depending on the person because sometimes people have certain issues digesting or absorbing things considering like health conditions. Because the fat gets converted into energy. Uh, not necessarily that. It's just like all the vitamins and minerals that are in the yolk are the cofactors to help with the breakdown and the processing of the protein in the yolk. I mean, in the egg white. It's crazy. And I remember, I remember that class when when the when the teacher told me. I I was like the first to like shoot my hand up. I'm like, excuse me, miss, but don't bodybuilders just only eat egg whites? She's like, yep. And I'm like, okay, so why? She's like, I guess because they don't know. Like, I seen jugs of egg whites, like people just eating egg whites. I'm like, the reason why you have to eat so much is because you're not necessarily absorbing the amount that it says is in there. Right. Like, sure, it's high protein. Anything can be high protein, but if your body can't properly break it down to absorb it, what does that even mean? Well, that's where, and, and when you're malnourished with leaky gut, we weren't, I wasn't absorbing anything. You weren't absorbing anything. Mm-hmm. People don't absorb anything, so that's mm-hmm. where it came down to, actually, I... I have removed eggs for a long time, and I think I messed up there. I shouldn't have, but in, in the autoimmune protocol, it was saying to avoid certain things, and then you, uh, you remove and then reintroduce. Reintroduce to, like, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. The elimination then, diet. But I found that egg white was mm. actually what I was reacting to rather than the actual egg yolk. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And <laughs> so I just kind of removed eggs completely from me because I thought like it could have been a trigger for me. But um, th- it was not necessarily the egg yolk that I was reacting to. It was the egg white. And all prior to my journey, this How- holistic journey, mm-hmm. I was doing Dr. Bernstein's MD Metabolic, Dr. Poon, you name it, I did it those are the journeys I did, like all the fad diets, right? Mm -hmm. And what do they tell you all to eat? Remove the egg yolk. Only eat the egg whites. Eat the lean protein, the lean stuff, right? And meanwhile, I'm bigger and like double the size trying Mm -hmm. to eat what they're telling me to eat 
right? And as soon as I switched, literally, I just like did a completely 360. So mm-hmm. everything that they told me to eat, I now was not eating and mm-hmm. then was starting to eat the things that they told me not to eat. Mm-hmm. And I lost all this weight. Isn't that crazy? That's it's like it's like the when they say to go on like I do like a high like keto right but mm-hmm. non-dairy keto because I'm dairy free all those things mm-hmm. for the most part but the, it's like that's why I was asking you there's something in the fat that your body reacts to it like it the, takes, in the white in mm-hmm. the white uh, I, I don't know exactly what that chemical is like I'm not I'm not like a doctor and I haven't like studied the components of that's okay no I was just wondering but like but. That's interesting you say that because there is a lot of people who are allergic to eggs. And that's mm-hmm. probably a similar reason. So you don't eat eggs anymore at all? I do, but I just, um, it, they're more like cooked into baking stuff, like banana, paleo breads, and stuff like that. You still get that I reaction? Um, if I eat the whole egg, then yeah, I don't feel so good. If I eat just the yolk itself, and I have to make sure that it's not overly cooked because it's like you want the nutrients in it where it's still kind of almost runny. I wonder if it has to do with how you cook it. I don't know. We'll have to get back onto that, and yeah. we'll we'll see. I'll Stay have to tuned some... for the next podcast. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Maybe it, you should write a blog. You should write a blog post about it. I'm we'll going research together. And you know what? I didn't do the AIP right. Like <laughs> a lot of people, if they're gonna be listening to this podcast, when it comes down to um, HS, I get messages every day. Um, what are you eating? You know what I mean? Oh, I, I can't have nightshades. At the beginning of this journey, I told people I can't do nightshades either because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I was just removing anything inflammatory to my gut, mm-hmm. which was eggs as well. There was something in the eggs that made it inflammatory to your gut. So one of the things that this told me to remove. So I did. Mm-hmm. didn't even look into why, right? Mm-hmm. But then as my knowledge started progressing, I started realizing sometimes it's not actually what you're removing but it's not it's actually what you're not putting into your body mm. right so again when we went back to my body was craving certain things like my body was craving um, salt why mm. well not just mineral like, deficiency mm-hmm. I was hey. magnesium deficient I was constantly getting a twitch in my eye when I was stressed yeah all of that stuff yeah, yeah. well I mean like we said before like it's literally like your body knows what it needs and it craves what it needs like that's that's how we work as humans that's how we work as animals like that's just how it is and I think it's like amazing that we can like know that and now be more food is fuel so like when your body is in an inflammatory response Mm -hmm. right then anything that is more inflammatory or inflammatory so the nightshade right you're just gonna gluten the dairy everything like that like, for me now, like, it's been how many years since I was diagnosed? I want to think, like, about 16, maybe seven years. So about seven or eight years ago, when I was diagnosed, like I said, I cut everything cold turkey, but I slowly reintroduced things back. But now that I'm more self-aware, um, I know what things will cause certain reactions, like I said before. So, like, now I pretty much will eat anything and everything but, like, for example, I do not have dairy milk in my fridge because I know that doesn't yeah, sit well almond. with me. 
Um, I like I'll have like cream in my coffee sometimes, but like that's what an ounce, two ounces max. See, that still affects me, even though I think it doesn't. I have I'll get hormonal acne as soon as I eat cheese, right? Yeah. And especially because if it's from Tim Hortons or wherever those places, yeah. that's not a grass fed cream. I or find cow. like I don't get reactions when I purchase it myself. So, like, for example, I always have, like, a block of, like, organic cheese in my fridge. I don't have it every day, but I, it's there, like, to add it to dishes. Um, but, like, I find that, like, like I said, if I order a pizza, right, and it comes to my house, the next day I wake up with four pimples. I know exactly where it came from. Yeah. It was the pizza. Like, it's... I but feel why like do you get those... Do you ever ask why you're getting that acne after the dairy? Like, a lot of people just go, oh, I can't have dairy because it gives me acne, but they don't actually know why it gives them acne. It's well, the it's hormones, the, it's, right? Yeah, it's got to be the hormones and the high processing. I'm just assuming it's because there's all this other chemical crap in it. For like sure, things, 100%. Like, you get, you get it from the grocery store, and you, you can see what's in it. You get it from pre-made or whatever you don't know exactly what's in it you know what I mean and that's why I strictly get organic for that because I know there's no chemicals in it yeah because they can say um um and flavoring and their flavoring can be their special ingredient or something like that right but I eat raw cheese actually Uh, I don't 100% I'm not 100% dairy free now Mm -hmm. but if I do eat cheese I eat raw cheese like unpasteurized because Mm -hmm. then it's actually burned down at a lower um temperature right where it doesn't kill all of the it's like and antibiotics antibiotics kill the good and bad bacteria Mm -hmm. um same with um when you process pasteurized milk Mm -hmm. and it becomes pasteurized they've Mm -hmm. heated it up at a high temperature level where it's actually killed all the bad bacteria plus the good bacteria so Mm -hmm. you're not really drinking very much good stuff right yeah and again that's why people actually get sick but people have had raw milk Mm -hmm. and it's like broken down at a lower temperature and mm-hmm. it actually has been proven to cure or help um not really i don't like to use the word cure but put people into remission from skin issues like uh, for mine eczema psoriasis mm-hmm. hs so many different things um help actually balance hormones it's crazy right mm-hmm. so uh, again it's all the chemicals that we're actually putting into our body so mm-hmm. if there's one thing that i took away from this journey that i will continue to preach is whatever little chemical that you can remove it does it starts with food mm-hmm. and then it goes to skin care and then it, like mm-hmm. you know what i mean it doesn't just start stop and start at food it's everything right but food is the foundation to everything yeah So looking at something at a holistic approach, that means food, diet, lifestyle, your environment, your stress, like everyday stress, where you work, like everything affects a person. And I know like even me personally, like years ago, I had worked for like places that didn't treat me right. Right. And like that was another stress. And I was going to, I, I used to go work for a job just to make money, but I was never happy. So, like, it's just things like that you have to integrate as part of your, like, healthy lifestyle. If you're going somewhere every day to make money and completely unhappy, is it really worth it? You're going to get yourself sick. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Or, like, the food you're putting in your body. Is it making you actually feel nourished? Or is it making you feel good for, like, an hour or two until you have to eat the next meal? Because that means there's clearly not enough nutrition to, to keep you there. You know what I mean? Like... 
And sometimes people actually eat too much too, right? Mm -hmm. Like I found that my body was like, I was not giving it enough time to digest, mm -hmm. that it was always converting the energy to always break down and digest my food. And that's why I was always chronically fatigued. Mm -hmm. As soon as I started doing the intermittent fasting, it was yeah. like body, mind, and soul. It was yeah. like, oh, thank you for looking after me because now I can think, now I can run and breathe and live. You know, I wasn't mm -hmm. constantly weighed down. Yeah, and even our ancestry, like hunter-gatherers, they would go days without food because they're waiting for their next hunt. That's right. And then they eat a big meal, and then they, who knows when they're eating next. That's why they would eat it, and then they would fast. But they were also very physically active. They had to go out and get their own food. Here, I'm going to the grocery store and picking up a, actually, no, I get it delivered. What up, true local? <laughs> <laughs> so good but that's laziness <laughs> hey that's no that but is genius it's genius but like i'm my point is my point is i'm not going out killing my cow to eat my burger or eat my spaghetti or whatever like you know what i mean like i can just sit on my butt right here and oh your, your food's here yeah. you know what i mean like all right cool and take, I, and take my, like five steps to my door to grab it. All right, cool. I barely <laughs> cook too. Like I, mm. I don't have True Local. I've looked into them, but I do. I have. When I first started this journey, I did go with another company, mm. and they. I ordered like in bulk, mm. and then they filled my deep freezer, and then I was paying like every two weeks, like one hundred and sixty dollars mm. every two weeks. Yeah. For a shit ton of food like yeah. I'm still living off of some of that food while I support other farmers and you know there's actually when I lived back home in Waterloo there was farmers because I was in Waterloo obviously there's farms everywhere <laughs> yeah there was <laughs> yeah there was so like St. Jacob's was in my backyard what's good oh, I've I seen Mennonites all the time like it was just really cool everything was just like super country and like I remember my parents when I was younger they would like go to a local farm and like purchase half of a cow i'm like all right cool i wish it's i just lived like, with your parents <laughs> you know why what? are you sick <laughs> <laughs> no but like you know what i mean like there there's like five of us like save that money buy a half of a cow yep and we had like two huge split freezers. with your neighbors even if yeah. you don't have a family like we, my we, neighbor we, i'm actually saying to her i'm like split on a cow with me yeah we split it that's why we had half of a cow someone else got the other half another person i think it was my dad's friend but yeah it's just a, it's really cool like there i guess where i'm going with this is there are so many ways to get good nutritious food into your bodies and there's so many resources it's just taking the steps to do it properly sometimes it takes a bit longer like for me I go to like I have to go to like three different stores in my groceries I'm like okay I know it's gonna be this price there and that extra like five dollars at that other place so like I gotta go to like three different stores for like produce and stuff unless you go to like Kensington it's good market. exercise though but yeah I walk everywhere it's great like I am hunting gathering maybe just Minus in a different, the, the in hunting. a more tri in a more like modern, modern way. way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do that now. I'm going back to traditional. I have this place in Barrie that mm -hmm. I go to get their sourdough bread. Mm -hmm. So I get my kids um, bread from there if I don't 
I find it at Costco or something, I like to sometimes switch it up. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll go specifically, I go down to Dunlop and I have my place, my cheese place where I get my raw cheese from and then I walk down the road there and then I'm going to get my bread from a bakery and then I walk down the road and I'm getting my olive oil and then I'm in my car and I'm going back and then I hit a farm up on the way back and <laughs> I get my meat and then I'm back home. Yes. And I've like made four different spots. I've supported all local uh -huh. and I'm eating quality food mm -hmm. that maybe cost me an extra 10 to 15 dollars because I'm not buying high quality products all. I'm not just going to the farm and being like oh can I have a filet mignon you know what I mean like I'm like no can I have like some grass fed ground beef I'm gonna be making x amount of meals you know what I mean mm. they're cheap they're delicious you spice it with every way mm. you know um that's the way that it was intended to be. Mm -hmm. Now, again, going back to the rush, everyone is like McDonald's and all these places. We can do it better, cheaper for you. No clean, no mess. Just let us do it. And people are getting sucked into that. But people, after you go, after you go to those places, you're you literally like, hungry an hour later. Do you ever right. feel that? Yeah. Like I ate. I'm satisfied temporarily, but now I'm really hungry again. So what yeah. else am I gonna eat? And even though I just consumed like half of my day's worth of calories in one sitting yeah. that didn't even make me full because there's literally no nutrition in it because it's all filler yes it's all filler in there yeah right? i actually went on a school trip um not long ago and there were i had four kids so i had my son and three other kids in my group mm -hmm. the my son and another kid they were eating almost identical like high fat low carb paleo type kid mm -hmm. meals right the other kids had the standard american diet leftover pizza kid you not both of those kids had leftover pizza wow. chicken wings uh granola bars the dipped ones they both had identical lunches and my kid and this other kid had identical lunches by the end of the day like we had first snack they were all good to go by the end of that first snack those two other kids with the shitty lunches were crashing they were asking me to go back and get more food so we went back they went in they ate their banana that banana actually carried them through until lunch after lunch they ate that pizza what kids do you think crashed before the other kids Stop it. Yes. And that's Stop when it actually hit me where I was just like, holy shit, they're plateauing. They're like, you know, like climbing up the mountain, getting to the peak of it and sliding all the way down. Uh -huh. And then they eat another, you know, processed garbage chocolate bar and then they've spiked back up running back up that mountain but by the time they get up to that mountain they've uh -huh. crashed again and they've slipped back down that slope and they're done. Do you know what's crazy? the epidemic of childhood diabetes now and that is like primarily the thing that makes me like because I, I know it's like that's like what people think is healthy and I think like that's insane kids because, are getting adult diseases now. yeah like and you wonder why because they like because we're uneducated and yeah. it's not the parents fault it's, like I don't want someone listening to this being like holy crap that's me that was me too yeah. Like last year, that was yeah. me packing every little extra that I could, not thinking that this was bad because of the way that my brain was educated. Mm. My doctors were telling me to eat the fake processed stuff, eat, you know what I mean, to eat that. And, mm. to, and that stuff is good for me and is going to cause me, like if I eat the other stuff, high fat, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, that's going to cause me more issues. I We are, an, as a society, unfortunately, very, very uneducated. Yeah, well, it's not because we don't 
we we just don't share it properly. It's just that they're not telling us the proper ways to do it. I don't think anyone's necessarily to blame. It's just like, like you said, we're just all uneducated and yep. we're just like hearing one thing, hearing another thing. Oh, this trend, that trend, that trend. Oh, let's never eat fat because it's going to kill you and you're going to get heart disease. Well, yeah, if you eat canola oil every day, maybe you're going to get an illness because it's highly processed. It is very highly processed. It's rancid. By the time you get it, when it's in the store on the shelf, it's already like depleted nutrition. But it's even, rancid. It's bad. But even organic canola oil, like mm. I hate companies that use, I really don't. Like yeah. why do you have to use a synthetic oil? Mm. Why? Why do you have to use you a man-made oil? Canada invented canola oil. Oh, I know. Canada invented a lot. Even like the the um, the measles, mumps, rubella, and when everyone was getting the the meningitis shot. Sorry, not the MMR, but we invented the meningitis, and that's where meningitis came from. Was Canada? We're really good at this sort of stuff. We're, We're really so good at making <laughs> money off of like um, giving people like and then you know, we, and then we transfer things. it somewhere else. And yeah, and then we ship it to like credit. America and be like, hey, eat this. It's gonna make me money. Yeah, and yeah. But when it comes, but it's bad for you. But here, buy it. But this is why, like, when it comes down to not just like Canada, but most like when it comes down to can- um, Canadians and and childhood obesity here in Canada mm-hmm. and in the world, right? Is that we wonder why there's so like we're women are going to the washroom peeing and then they're taking all these birth control and it's in our water system our water system actually can't even flush that out so sometimes it doesn't matter where you're turning that's why the you're going to come across that i'll finish that sentence it doesn't matter where you turn you're going to kind of come across some sort of toxin that you're going to encounter that's why the more that you can remove the better it is indoor household is worse pollution than outdoor they say right because of all your glade air fresheners and all of that crap so -hmm. when it comes down to the kids health we're we're actually starting to see them Mm -hmm. have adult um diseases why Mm. well we didn't have all of this crap back when we were a day like phones on us 24 7 Mm. constant um radiation like the farthest thing that i remember radiation was don't stand by the microwave while you're popping popcorn you right now it's like oh take your phone and put it like literally toss it in the ocean while you're sleeping i'm literally in a condo building right now there is probably 200 different wi-fi signals right now and it's all about the foundation yeah and we like there's there's things you cannot there's things you cannot control like you're always going to be in this environment now like this is just 2019 this is a day and age now all we can do is have a good foundation so our body can um properly detox detox the toxins that we're constantly exposed to regardless of whether we can control it or not and spreading this awareness like we are now like we've been all over the map but this just it just goes to show that one topic literally affects the next and the Mm -hmm. next and the next it all comes together Mm -hmm. so even though this podcast has been totally like jammed it all comes together because it is and you know when we come back to childhood obesity like my daughter and my son, th- those are our future generation, mm-hmm. right? So I think that, like, to leave off on the kids' notes is that we're seeing this huge epidemic of them getting sick and we're becoming scared. So a lot of people are like, oh, I love my kids so much, but they're in a rush. We get that. But you know what? Sometimes it's how we're basing our kids off of, like, we're allowing them to think it's okay that we're in a rush and so it's okay to go to McDonald's. But I just made a stew last week and they ate it three times within seven days. You don't like it? Tough titty like you're gonna be going <laughs> you 
you're gonna go hungry like you don't want that food i don't know what else you're gonna go hungry because it's actually better to you than to fast than to eat that yeah right so <laughs> go so. hungry you know um i don't know uh, they finally because like, if they're hungry they're gonna eat right mm. it's what you're programming them mm. in their brain yeah. so keep it simple like a lot of people ask me well how do I go from this whole like you know unhealthy lifestyle to a healthy lifestyle? It's not so much that your lifestyle is unhealthy. You just have to make little tweaks. Let's keep it simple: meat, fruit, veggies. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A little bit of carbs there. You can for lunches. Mm-hmm. Just very simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah, for sure. I just and cut up veggies and everything for them, and then they just open up containers in the fridge and it's there yeah so like i mean it can be simple it's just all about preparing it properly and knowing where you get everything from and i think that's a great prevention and really good for say people like us who have like an underlying illness that can greatly benefit from feeding ourselves properly and i think that is a great place to end off i mean we're gonna have to have you on here again because like there's way more to talk about um on that note i want to give you the floor plug in whatever you want to plug in your blog instagram whatever oh plug in like as in give it out sorry i'm not jenna's very good with the lingo i just talk straight so my instagram handle is at the boil queen um, I don't have Facebook or anything right now. Like I said, I just really made this account to connect with people. Mm-hmm. So follow along on my journey. I just give a lot of healthy food tips. Mm-hmm. Easy. There, no, there's nothing to it. You don't have to run out and buy this and that. It's everything that's in your kitchen. And um, follow along. Yeah. Do you the, have a blog? I have a blog in the process, but that will be coming out when my um, when I reveal myself. Well, right? guys, so. she's gonna reveal herself soon. And I'm not going to reveal her on here because I wish she would stay anonymous, but that's not my story. The whole point to me, I'll finish off on this. So I became anonymous, like I said at the beginning, because I was embarrassed of my disease. Mm. But as I started to connect with this community, I started to realize that there was more like-minded people out there like me. And uh, and I met you, and I met Aww. so many other people that if I stay anonymous, then my journey actually won't grow. All right, well, I mean, it was fun while it lasted, but I mean, it's going to be great. And I mean, everyone needs to stay tuned to her Instagram for when her blog comes out. Thanks. I'll, I'll plug you as soon as it gets released, you know, and everything will me. be, yeah, now you learned a new thing. Uh, all of the links will be in the description or like the caption, wherever, whatever platform you're listening to this on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google, everything will be in the bio. But if you like this, give it a thumbs up. Give it a nice rating, comment, send me a nice message. Follow at the Boyle Queen um, for the rest of her journey. Um, but thank you so much for coming, and I can't wait to have you again. Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry for being so all over the place, but that's it was how a good I like one. It. <laughs> yeah, it's just real talk right here. Exactly. All right, guys, until next time. Bye.